standing up in McKinney. This is According to Callus coming to you on. That's right, it's Friday. I'm going to go with the Freaky Friday moniker for today. Episode 580, February the 9th, the year of our Lord, 2024. Today we're going to do a brief recap of some of the things that have happened this week. And uh, quite frankly, I just don't know what to do with a whole lot of this. And uh, we're going to just throw it out there and 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 see what, what you all think about it. Because there's not a whole lot I can do about any of it right now. Before any I go any further, let me remind you the best way you can help me continue to make a difference. Keep standing up, if you will. Well, I'm going to do that anyway, but at least with this podcast is to like, share, and subscribe and follow. Following is a big deal. Joining us on the social media is a big deal. Tagging it, asking for notifications. I, you know, I don't understand how all this algorithm stuff works, but I can clearly see the effects on my show. So I, I just ask you, take the moment. If you have a podcatcher of your choice, subscribe, which is the equivalent of following, which overcome some of the algorithm issues at this time. I still have a page and a group over on Facebook for what it's worth. And I drop in over at Mui and Gab. And I got to say, I get probably as much feedback courtesy of Gab as I get from Facebook on this show. So I appreciate everybody out there. Thank you for, you know, throwing me your two cents. If you got any ideas for shows, I'm open. I'm, I'll listen. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm kind of at an impasse here. I feel like, and I think that, uh, there's a whole lot of other things that I'd like to talk about, but I don't want to get stale. I want, I want to keep it fresh and I want to try and remain, Ooh, here's the word for you. Relevant. <laughs> but honestly, if I, if I keep rehashing the same talking points, which is, you know, it's a, uh, a trap that you fall in when you're on the air all the time, right? If you've ever listened to a talk radio program, there are key phrases and uh, key statements and key topics that they go back to time and time again. And I know I do it. Part of it is that you feel it's important, right? You, you want to make sure you're getting this point across. You want to make sure that it doesn't get lost in the melee of everything else that you're doing. The other part is, uh, you know, that's what's most important to you. And if there's nothing unique or nothing special going on in that particular day or that time frame, you just go back to that. And, and to be honest, it's kind of like a preacher that goes back and reminds you that you need to repent, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a similar mindset, right? These are important things that you must remember. So in any case, here we go on with the show. <sighs> Freaky Friday. So I know I've probably touched base on what was going on on Monday, both with the Monday episode that apparently nobody heard and in a little bit on the follow-up on Tuesday's episode, which apparently nobody heard. Uh, and I didn't bring it up on Wednesday or Thursday, so to speak, because uh, we got to, <laughs> there's other things to talk about, but I, I want to make sure that one, I give a brief recap and possible solutions. I also want to talk about what happened with uh, an investigation into the current resident. And I'm not going to bemoan the double standard. That's a given at this point in time. 
but I am curious if there's something else larger going on in the background. And then finally, I just want to revisit the drama at the border in particular. So today we're going to hit a little local, a tiny bit of national and go back to statewide stuff. So please follow along. All right. So on Monday, the executive committee of the Republican party of Collin County met. Now we've been dealing with a number of issues since last May that culminated into some proposals that were made in July and August. And just now in January, or I guess technically February, we were going to address them. Now, full disclosure, I played a part in fixing what I thought was a serious problem with some information or well, not information, but for mm, some of the guidelines, some of the rules of how we do things as a party. And imagine my surprise when giving good valid arguments and explaining why we did what we did, uh, it was routinely dismissed. Emotions were at play, uh, demands and needs for power and control definitely play a factor in this. And all I can think to myself is you guys have done poorly with what you were giving. Why in the world would we give you more? There are more than one applicable parables in the Bible given by Jesus directly explaining how this works. If you have a servant that is not faithful with what you've given them, even though it was small, you don't reward them. You take it away from them and you give it to the one that was successful. Now, in politics, that's a challenge, right? To use another analogy, sometimes you get a David that goes out and slays Goliath. In this case, we've got a David that not only failed to slay Goliath, he stumbled on his way out to the battlefield. So you'll forgive me if I don't have faith that this uh, modern day David is going to continue to underperform. And I don't even think it's fair to analogize the Democrat Party or the Democrat um, leadership, I guess, uh, they would, they would call them cabal. I don't think that's fair. It's a uniparty cabal, but it's, you know, the establishment, if you will, there, if you can't beat them, you got to try other tactics. You got to figure something else out because clearly the frontal assault did not work. But again, if that's all, you know, if that's all you think you can do and you're not, uh, able to see your way around that, that's, you're going to continue to do the same thing over and over and over again. Now, this is now a done deal, right? There, there's no going back at this point. What's done is done and we have to move on. We have to figure out how do we best adapt and move forward. Unfortunately, for those of you that have listened to previous episodes, you know that not only did, uh, well, I guess back up. So not only we're we going to deal with this issue, i.e. giving control and power to somebody that hasn't shown that they are a good steward of it or group of them, if you will, largely led by a single individual, but that's a different story. They haven't shown that they can do well with what they have. In fact, they blame everybody else for their own shortcomings and their failings. We'll revisit that here in just a minute. But the month prior, several people from the same group of people decided that it was more important to a pure peer, know what I'm saying, a pure, a pure peer, 
In other words, give the appearance of your purification or your <laughs> purity. Um, whether or not it's true is largely irrelevant, but you go smack the hand that feeds you, which is what they have done. Now, it wasn't exactly the same people, but there's a huge overlap here. And to pretend otherwise is foolish. And again, it is normal and appropriate to have struggles, difficulties, getting everybody to align on a political party that values itself on independent thought, values itself on trying new things and the importance of having difference of opinions. But that's not what these folks are striving for. That's not the direction they're trying to go. In fact, I don't, well, again, let me, let me uh, fill in the gap here. So we said we don't want money. And then the following month, which would be this week, this week, not only do we not want certain money, we want to pledge money that we don't have to candidates that maybe can win if we do certain things. Now, again, this goes back to the whole idea. You don't report, you don't reward people for failure. You don't throw good money after bad, right? This is a foolish gambit and it's going to bite us in the backside. But again, the ship sailed. There's very little I can do about it. In fact, I'm not sure that it would be appropriate for me to do any, do anything about it because like it or not, the people that were present had a vote and it wasn't even close. Now that should give you out there in the listening audience that are in Collin County a pause for concern because they're doubling down on bad ideas and they're going to continue to drive us further into the rocks of despair. And if you doubt me, then check me. I've always said this show is my opinion. This show is my explanation of how I think, how I think things happened and my understanding of them. If you disagree with me, that's fine. If you find evidence or documentation that I've got it wrong, please let me know. But I was there. I was in the middle of it. And at times I felt like I was the only one that was standing. And that's very disheartening. It's very disappointing. But when a group of people becomes, uh, shall we say, as aggressive, as pushy as some have become, and they use that to intimidate other people that are not sure or want an actual explanation, and then you jam certain things down their throat, what are they going to do? Now, I will tell you, like a great uh, many people that I know personally and people that have listened to me, I'm always open to a discussion. I'm always open to like something that we can negotiate that'd be a win-win. I don't believe in a zero-sum game. I don't, or gain. I don't believe that for me to win is for you to absolutely loss and or have a loss and vice versa. I believe there's lots of opportunities for win-wins. That was taken away. The complete utter lack of strategy utilized in races that we could have, should have won is in charge now. And what's most distressing to me is they showed that they're more than capable of manipulating events and people to get what they want at a tiny level. I would have appreciated if they would have put any of that effort into the actual elections that they lost. I, I would have preferred they put those efforts into defeating our common enemy as opposed to snubbing out the people that are already on their team. 
I, th- I think they directed their fire at the wrong people. Once again, the circular firing squad returns. So as a member of good standing in the Republican Party of Collin County in Texas, I'm left wondering, what's the way forward? I mean, I can continue to fight the good fight. I can, I can continue to push back to no avail, really. I mean, the vote is over. The decision's been made. You're not going to undo it. I can continue to argue and fight and stand my ground and try and educate and inform people that, hey, this is not a good idea. We made a mistake. But to what end? I mean, if they didn't believe the obvious outcomes from the previous cycle and they brought the or and they bought into the marketing that, well, it was everybody else's fault. There's really not a whole lot I can do about that. But it's bigger than that in the sense that the story is, if you if you want to take it to its logical conclusion, the candidates that we chose to run for office were so weak that they couldn't win without either an endorsement from the Republican Party and or a push from the Republican Party. And now they need money too. Now, I'm sorry, the last time I looked, that's not exactly how things work at a local level, certainly at a municipal race level. The party has always been largely silent, neutral officially. That doesn't mean there isn't a little helping going on in the side or in, you know, behind closed doors, which is appropriate. That's how things get done, right? But the party itself didn't weigh in on these things. They didn't want to, you know, damage their brand, which there's something to be said for that. If you lay out endorsements to everybody and they keep losing, what good is that endorsement and what good is that brand? As a matter of fact, if you tarnish the brand enough, it has zero value. In fact, some would say it has negative value. Look no further than Bud Light. So as a liberty advocate, as an active and good member of the Republican Party of Collin County, I'm left with basically two options. Sit down, shut up, and uh, watch the crash happen, whether it's in slow-mo or accelerated by bad choices that were made, or continue to fight the good fight, just don't do it publicly. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, in theory, I should be uh, (laughs) hearing from some people. They're not going to be happy that I went public with this, but here's the thing. Anybody that's been paying attention knows darn good and well what's going on. And if you think the Democrat operatives don't know what's going on, you're mistaken. If you think that people aren't talking about this, you're mistaken. And whatever few extra listeners to my show that aren't already in the know on this, I'm not telling them anything they probably can't see from the outside looking in. And it's really hard to not make this personal, not go after the people that created the situation that we're stuck in. But just simply at a purely principled stand here, it comes down to you don't give somebody more power or more authority that one, they don't deserve, or they haven't shown that they can use properly with the amount that they had. And two, you, which goes corollarily, you don't reward bad behavior. You don't give people more money to invest when they have shown they can't do anything well with it when they have a little bit of money to invest. It's just foolish. It's backwards thinking. And for the time being, that's where we're at. All right. Enough of that. (laughs) Half the show on this nonsense. Oh, man. Okay. So in case you didn't notice or you didn't see, the investigation into uh, resident Biden has indicated 
Essentially, he's incompetent. He didn't know what he was doing was wrong. And because of that, we can't prosecute. We don't think that we can get a conviction. So therefore, we're not even going to move forward. Now, this is kind of reminiscent to Hillary, right? Well, she did something wrong. We know it's wrong. We're not sure she knew it was wrong, but we also know that we can't get a conviction. So we're not going to do anything here. There's, there's no principle to be had. There's no right thing to do here, but you know, that's what we're going to do. Now, keep in mind, similar accusations have been labeled or libeled, I would almost say, but we'll just say put upon the former president. Yeah. The Donald he's being prosecuted for the very same thing. Only as a former president, he can just declassify and has a certain right to certain materials. Now, if you want to dicker about what's his and what's not, or what has to go to the national archive and what he can personally keep fine. I'm not really sure that that's a legit, uh, disqualifying action there, but whatever. But resident Joe has a decade's worth of stuff that he did stashed away in his house with no security. And that was all perfectly fine. Never mind the fact that it's widely known now that he may not have been directly benefiting from the shady dealings of his son with, I don't know, multiple foreign nationals and companies and uh, countries. But certainly there's proof that indirectly he was benefiting in the process of selling us out. So that leads to the conclusion. Is it that they just don't care or that they think we're going to buy this or, or let's consider this. And I want to be honest, this wasn't exactly my conclusion. I've heard similar versions of this from multiple people. Um, the only one I can recall directly was uh, Doug Hagman over at the Hagman report. They were, they kind of hit on this at part. Um, the idea that maybe they're setting this up for a declaration of incompetency, whereupon they can remove resident Biden, who basically has no chance of winning reelection at this point. The only question is whether or not they're going to get rid of, uh, um, shoot, I can't even think of her name now. <laughs> the vice president. <laughs> Kamala <laughs> Harris, right? It, it's only a question of whether or not they can get rid of Harris first, because I think they absolutely do not want Harris to be the president, but resident Biden has proven that uh, he's not there. That should scare you more than anything else. I mean, setting aside the obvious policy uh, problems or issues, if the guy's incompetent, which they've pretty much admitted what in the world are we thinking letting him be the resident? Now, to be honest, before you, you know, I, I'm aware how this sounds. The Donald is only four years younger than him, although he doesn't show to have the same cognitive decline anywhere near where resident Biden is at. And to be fair, Kamala is almost more uh, scatterbrained than either one of them. So I'm not really sure. Either one of these folks need to be in a position of power. And to be honest, let's be fair now, all three of them have very high pressure situations that they deal with on a day-by-day -day basis. I mean, look, I butcher words on occasion or I'll misspeak when I'm trying to pronounce something on occasion. It's part of doing something on the fly. It's part of not having a written speech or a program, but it's also part of just life. But when you have constant issues where it's evident to everybody in the room that you're not all there. 
that should be very, very concerning. And I highly doubt there's any Democrats or progressives that are going to listen to my show other than opposition research. But I'm asking you, is this really what you want? I mean, wouldn't you rather have somebody on your side that actually has all their mental faculties? I mean, I would still oppose them. I would still not like the fact that they were there, but I would at least be willing to acknowledge, yeah, they know what they're doing. I don't like it. I mean, it's almost reminiscent of Bill, right? When Bill Clinton was there, he was a master of manipulation and triangulation. I didn't like a lot of the stuff the guy did, and he's clearly dirty, but nobody doubted that he wasn't on his A-game all the time. And it seems funny and kind of sad that we have to look back longingly on the Clinton years (laughs) because going through it was a nightmare in many ways, but here we are. So we're, we're dealing with a situation where there's a guy, at least ostensibly in charge, the front man, if you prefer, that can't do the job. He can't even do the job of being the front man, but we're going to pretend there's nothing going on here or there's nothing wrong here. What world are we living in? But I digress. So that that's enough on the national scene there, right? Let, let's let's pivot back to um, Texas. So I got to be honest, I don't watch the news anymore. Um, the the occasional time that I'll put on the actual TV to watch TV programming is usually to watch something on the DVR I've recorded. And because I have Spectrum, their Spectrum One News is the default channel that comes on when you turn it on. Now. For those of you that don't know, Spectrum might as well be CNN and MSNBC slammed together with a little PBS thrown in for good measure. That being said, some of their reporting is not terrible. I mean, it, it's legit, straight up informational, but everything else is just highly slanted. And certainly the things that they choose to cover come across as very slanted. And knowing full well that I don't agree with it, it's very evident to me, but if you're more of a neutral person, more of a moderate, it's probably not going to come off directly to you that way. And that is where you can actually enjoy or appreciate the straight up reporting they do, which there is some. Back in the day, I had a discussion with somebody about One American News. I said, you know, you can say their production isn't high level. You can say some of their stuff is slanted. But as far as international news goes back, you know, and going back about, let's say, six or eight years ago, at least, when you would put on One American News, they had legit good reporting on international things. What's interesting to me is almost all the reporting on international stuff is very slanted, very short, no in-depth anything, no objective anything, and it's basically terrible. And I don't care if you're pro-Israel, anti-Israel, if you're pro-Ukraine or anti-Ukraine, everything that we see is the same thing day in and day out. And keeping in mind, I see very little of it. But what I do see is the same thing every day, all the time. And this fret and this concern over defending those countries, defending their borders, when you contrast that to what's going on in Texas. See, you knew there was a tie-in here, right? So Spectrum Woman, they don't get this right either, but... They at least talk about the issue. No, they slant it for sure, but they admit there's issues on the Texas border. And, you know, we've got the show from Abbott. You know, he's putting up a, mm, let's call it a diversion or distraction, or I would like to mush those two words together. A a diverge, diver, diver attraction. (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, come on. I'm trying. It's it's trying to get, finish up this caffeine. I'm just trying to have a little fun here, folks. So it's both a diversion and a distraction, right? Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. This little two mile worth of stretch that the governor is going to defend on perfectly good legal grounds, mind you, but ignoring everything else going on or at the very least playing lip service to it. Now, I appreciate that Governor Abbott has finally done something. I'm not sure why he waited three years. And yes, some of this is rehash of previous things, but there is a larger point here in a further distinction coming. And I can appreciate that. And one would think that it has to do with the election. One would think that it has to do with other things going on. But I wonder perhaps if it's an opportunity to bury the hatchet between him and uh, Attorney General Paxton, because they're in lockstep on this. They've got each other's back on this. So, could there be something else going on here? Don't know. Much like when we look at what's going on with the resident being basically declared incompetent, I'm wondering if maybe there's a passing of the torch going on here behind the scenes, if maybe there's something else at play. Why now Texas is going to do something, middle, well, little though it may be, to defend the border. And, oh, by the way, still haven't really heard a whole lot of this trucker convoy that's coming down. And I got to tell you, I'm really nervous about this situation. I saw what happened in Canada with this, and I know what we're doing to the J6 people. So do we really want a bunch of truckers who we desperately need to deliver important things across this country getting tangled up in something like this where maybe their truck gets repoed or they get arrested? I'd, I'd like to say this is part of a PSYOP, but I have no evidence of that. I, I'd like to say it's you know something that's planned to fail, but I have no evidence of that. But I wonder if it's just part of the larger show, right? It, maybe, just maybe. And it's not lost on me that resident Biden might send actual American troops to the border, which I'm not sure how that happens because it is posse comitatus restricted from acting within our borders unless it's for specific certain things declared by Congress, is my understanding. And whereupon they're going to try and nationalize the National Guard, right? The Texas Guard, or well, let's be clear. They can't do anything with the Texas Guard, but there's a Texas Air National Guard and a Texas National Guard. They could, in theory, nationalize them, but they have to do it under specific circumstances and the resident doesn't have that authority in and of itself. So is this perhaps putting down to yet another version or show or show showdown, right? This this false front, this false uh, break here. I don't know. I'm not convinced that our governor really <laughs> is going to do the right thing here. I mean, it looks nice. It feels nice. It's in, It's encouraging in part. But the reality is we should have been doing this for the last three years. And the, at this point, the damage has been done. And he's been complicit in shipping a whole lot of people further to the interior. That will turn around and give them green cards, nationalize them, give them driver's license. And then they're basically free to go wherever they want in the interior. Whereupon, if we would have actually sealed the border, kept people out, went through them and verified, do you have a legitimate reason to be here? And... Before we let you in, we're going to adjudicate whether or not you have somebody to look after you. But no, 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 no. Hey, we're going to give you a bunch of free stuff, pat you on the head and declare that you can do whatever you want. Also interesting is the proportion of single military age males that have been coming through that largely is ignored. I mean, look, alternative media has been all over this. 
I'd like Spectrum One to do something, <laughs> but I'd like even Governor Abbott to mention it. Because if he has, and if he is making statements about it, I've certainly missed those. It could be that they're not being covered, or it could be that he's just doing it in passing and not putting any emphasis onto the obvious problem that we have. But here we are. I'm not entirely comfortable with the idea of having a full lockdown and building a wall from sea, or I'm sorry, the Gulf, all the way to New Mexico. But at this point, we're running out of options. You know, they use the, forgive the term, uh, Eisenhower utilized something called Operation Wetback back in the 50s. Basically, they put a bunch of guys down there with 50 cals and said, you stay on your side of the border. You know, back before that, we had General Pershing chasing around looking for, you know, a little uh, tin pot dictator wannabe that ran back and forth over the border. But the thing is, he did a fraction of the trouble to the people on the border areas that the current narco terrorists, right, that are running Mexico are doing, and we're doing nothing. We sent a military division down to go after Pancho Villa because he created some disturbances on the border, but yet we do nothing now. And could it be that our government just doesn't care about the people on the border? Could it be that they just don't want to protect their border? Could it be that they're actually encouraging this and this is an outcome that they want? Do they want the chaos? Do they want the destruction of the government? Are they comfortable with the idea of the dissolution of Western civilization? And I think if you pay attention to what's going on, that's really the only logical conclusion you can come to at this point. So when I, when I bring up the idea of what's next, right, We're, we've spent a lot of time talking about how Texas is related to this. And Texas does have the ability, does have the manpower to do something. But we can't afford and we can't take on the federal government at the very same time that we're taking on the Mexican cartels. And not be successful, I should say. We could potentially take them on. And if one is just a legal argument and one is an actual kinetic argument, i.e. going against the cartels, yeah, I feel pretty good about that. We could, we could do something about that, perhaps. But if one is kinetic and the other one becomes kinetic, it's game over. I, I mean, look, I see myself as, you know, a, a Davy Crockett kind of Texas guy, right? I'm here. I'm, I'm ready to put my boots on. Let's go to fight. Whatever. I'm going to protect Texas. And it's really easy to say that while I'm sitting in McKinney, Texas, but the fact of the matter is, this is the appropriate place for me to be at this time. If something changes, I'll let you know, or somebody else will let me know that things have changed. You need to go do something more. But until that time, I hold my fire. I run my mouth. Because I'm not going to allow myself to be put in a position where I make a stupid error, where I give somebody else an opportunity, one, to arrest me, or two, to detain me, or three, just flat out kill me. Why would you do something like that? And while, you know, while we're talking about people being killed with no investigation, I'm just going to give you the words, Ashley Babbitt. That being said, there's very little justice left for we the people. There's very little justice left for the average Joe, not only in Texas, but the entirety of the United States. We know that help is not coming. It's certainly not coming from D.C. I have my doubts whether or not we're going to get help out of Austin. That means that we, the people, have to take action. We, the people, have to be alert. We, the people, have to be willing to 
do what's necessary at the time that it becomes necessary. And that's tough. That's tough. There, there is not a line in the sand here. We don't have Colonel Travis taking a sword across the sand to tell us now is the time. If you're with me, you need to cross this. We don't have that. You know, it could be Governor Abbott, but it's not. It could be Attorney General Paxton. It hasn't been. It could be Lieutenant uh, Dan, right? Lieutenant uh, Governor Dan Patrick could do this, but he hasn't. Indeed, we see these guys far more interested in the next election cycle than we do about protecting the Texas border, in my opinion. That leaves me to wonder, what should we expect next? Just a thought. And while we're waiting, keep in mind in about two more months, we're going to have a very interesting movie drop called Civil War. I'm looking forward to that coming out. Uh, and I know exactly, well, I shouldn't say I know exactly, but I'm fairly confident I know exactly how that's going to break down. And, But I'm looking forward to it because I think it's going to bring up a lot of important conversations that people need to be willing to have. And with that, this is the end of Freaky Friday, at least for my show. I encourage you to give it a thought, consider it, maybe decide you're ready to take action in some way, somehow. Not telling you what action to take. Because I don't know. And with that, this has been According to Kals, And I will see you on the other side.